ain't gonna give up Got too little time, I'ma live up Head down, push forward through the tough times Cause anything we're doing is a tough Hey there demons, it's us you girls. Welcome to the Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins. Two goblins on the internet that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. Today we are ascending into a higher <laughs> plane of existence. In the age of Aquarius, maybe. It's astrology time, a topic we've been putting off for a very long time, but we're like, eh, why not? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and look to the look to the sky, look to the stars to mm. see why we are the way that we are. <laughs> mm, mysticism. Love it. Yes. Um something that is fun yet a little dubious i don't know i have very mixed feelings about it there are some because i feel like anyone can relate to any of the zodiacs for instance yeah i just here's my big thing that i'm just gonna start off with and this is Mm -hmm. these are my own opinions this is not the podcast's (laughs) opinion this is my own opinion that do not use your zodiac sign or your natal chart or whatever as an excuse for crappy behavior, like, oh, I'm a, a a Scorpio, so therefore I just can't help it. I'm a Gemini, so I can't help it. Yeah. That's, that's bullshit. I call bullshit. Yeah, it's... Uh, astrology is a fun little thing to play with, but mm-hmm. I think that you could take it as almost any personality test or trait ever. Totally. Where, yeah, some of it's going to be really broad and really vague and a lot of people can relate to it Mm -hmm. but you know and it's still kind of fun to me to Mm -hmm. see like you're you're scorpio right sagittarius sagittarius i knew it was one of the s's damn it so you're sagittarius i'm a virgo yes and i just have like it's fun to me to have conversations about it and just to see where people fall and how they feel about it. Yeah, because I'm sure some of those alleged character, like personality characteristics of each respective zodiac, some resonate more than others. Yeah. So it's not a hard and fast rule. And also, don't be one of those people that says astrology is ridiculous, but then you believe in like conspiracy theories and lizard people and things <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's like, you're already suspending disbelief. You might as well just, you know, tiptoe through the tulips onto the astrology side. Right. I mean, there's so many things out there that you just believe without seeing. Why is astrology the one that gets shit on? Right. Why is that your hard pass where you draw the line? (laughs) Like, you read QAnon posts unironically, yet (laughs) astrology is where you're like, nope, it's devil's work. Totally, totally. (laughs) And you're like, it's the devil's work, but I'm an atheist. <laughs> no, I just I just think it's neat. I think it's fun. And but I also totally agree with your point on it does not then give you the right to be a bitch. <laughs> no, no, it don't. So don't do it. Don't go there. Oh. Now we can proceed with now the meat of this podcast. <laughs> So I thought I thought it'd be a little fun just to kind of talk about our birth charts, talk about maybe some prominent 
signs that are in them, what our sun, moon, and rising are. Mm -hmm. Um, And then past that, just see where it goes. Let the ADHD flow, baby. (laughs) (laughs) It always does. Oh. (laughs) I guess we can start off even with our respective zodiacs. What are some characteristics that are listed for Virgos? And what to what degree do you agree or disagree with them? So I, for anyone who doesn't know, the Zodiacs are broken into four different groups. They're earth signs, fire signs, water signs, and air signs. Mm-hmm. And a Virgo is an earth sign. And earth signs tend to be down to earth. They tend to be very realistic. They tend to be like very good problem solvers, people who are very sensitive to their surroundings, how to make the best choices, but are at their core, very just realistic people. Um, Mm -hmm. And so like the Virgo is, it says in this, (laughs) in this little thing. So Virgo sons are uncomfortable in the limelight. These types are just fine living in the background as long as they feel useful and appreciated. And I very much relate to that. I have Mm -hmm. always been someone who enjoys putting in the work and effort, but being the pillar that's holding everything together, not the front runner who's like on stage making a scene and trying to gather interest. <laughs> like, look at me, look at me. Yeah, I don't want to be look at me, but I also want the company to fall apart without me. <laughs> <laughs> that is messed up. Have you considered that that's the anxiety? <laughs> Yes, I have. But I'd like to say it's just because I'm a Virgo, okay? (laughs) I'm the backbone of this company. (laughs) You're all fired. But I, I do, um, I've, I've been in performances and it's fun, but by the end of the day, I'm a little hermit crab and I need to go back into my shell and have no one touch me or talk to me. But (laughs) I also really thrive on like appreciation one of my love languages my top love language is like is it like words of affection or something yeah words of affection that's i love it that is my my bread and butter is is i actually did something and your compliment or or appreciation reflects what i did if that makes sense yeah absolutely like oh i think you did such a great job organizing that book pile yeah versus setting it on fire (laughs) No, we do not burn books in this household. No. <laughs> but versus just, you know, oh, yeah, you did great today. Yeah, like it's very specific labeled praise. Yes. Yes. That is that is what I, I live off of. <laughs> I think that's good, though. I mean, I think that's helpful also for anyone. In order to know what you did well, speaking mm-hmm. in generalities is not helpful. Right. I mean... If you think about how nitpicky some people can be on telling you what you did wrong, and yet yeah. they can't tell you what you did right, that, that flabbergasts me. Yeah, but those are also people who are just haters. That's fair. You know, like, the people that can say a compliment but choose not to because they're jealous of you. Yeah. Or, you know, that's just hating on everybody, at least. That's in my part 
give a genuine compliment. It feels so much better to be supportive of people than to be bitter about something. And especially if it's something that you desire, then work toward it. Let that person be a motivation to you rather than hating on them and their hard work. You'll feel so much better. Yeah. What about you? What about you with your Sagittarius moon? Or not moon, sun, sorry. Sun. So I guess I'll also start off with um, going off the quadrants. So at least the fire signs of the Zodiac are Aries, Leo, and Sagittarius. And they are typically passionate, dynamic, explosive individuals who also inspire action. Mm -hmm. They have intense temperament, determination, and strength. And... They are associated with desire and the opposite of death. So I guess that I think of like Thanatos and Eros, you know, like the life desire for life versus the desire for death. Mm. Like, like Freud, I think he, cause you know, sex and violence. So Eros and Thanatos, um, yeah. but let's see. And then Sagittarius women are known to have the following characteristics. They are, Risk takers have high emotional intelligence, honest and straightforward, have a strong sense of independence, follow a personalized philosophy, helpful nature, bright, spontaneous and friendly and diplomatic to be polite and please others. So I strongly disagree with the diplomatic (laughs) to be polite. Those days are behind me. Honestly, the older I get, the less shit I put up with. So I immediately nip that in the bud. Yeah. Because life is too short. Um, I tend to be honest But I believe honesty doesn't have to be brutal. So you can still get your point across and provide, let's say, if you need to do constructive criticism, to actually be constructive. You don't have to tear a person apart in their will to live. I do have a strong sense of independence. I would say I try to be helpful. I'm very active in learning. I like to spend a lot of time in my head. So I would consider myself pretty emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that the more I know, the less I know. But I also feel a sense of restlessness where I don't mind traveling around a lot. I do like to have my roots somewhere, but I guess I'm okay also letting things go. Yeah. Yeah, be it a place, people, uh, habits, behaviors, physical items that you know, no longer serve me when it comes to people. It's not like, oh, I don't like this person no more. Although it can be like, you know, sometimes you just grow apart from people. Sometimes you realize they're not contributing or supportive, conducive to my growth. Yeah. Sometimes I might be the person that needs to step back and check myself. Yeah. But at least I have the wherewithal to realize that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not with, you don't have your head so far up your own ass that (laughs) you can't walk straight. Yeah, just up to the chin. Just to the chin so you can still breathe. <laughs> totally, totally, <laughs> you know? My shit don't stink. Oh, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky. Um, in regards to the natal chart, so sun in Sagittarius, moon in Aries, whatever that means, but let's get into it because we're going to learn this together in real time. So very exciting. Yeah, I... I don't remember what rising or ascending means. I think it's like how you portray yourself to the world. It's like your sun is who you kind of are as Mm -hmm. a baseline as a person. Your moon is how you deal with your emotions. And then your rising is like how you portray yourself to those around you. Oh, very interesting. I mean, so 
I'm, I'm fascinated that my son continues to be in Sagittarius and the moon is in Aries. So still both fire signs. Yeah. Um, when, when reading a natal chart, according to the internet here, it says <laughs> the sun represents vitality, a sense of individuality and art, outward shining creative energy. Okay. So in regards to Sagittarius people is often the characteristics of restless, cheerful, friendly people are on the go, have a great love of freedom, disdain for routine, generally quite easygoing. Sagittarians make friends with people from all walks of life. They love to laugh and tease and get along well with people again from all walks of life. They often have blind faith in people and the world. Optimism is infectious, although it can get them in trouble from time to time. Curious people who love to learn idealistic nature is hard to miss their optimism that everything will work out can lead to overload or making hard to keep promises. Although generally unruffled, Sagittarius is a fire sign, giving a generally quick temper. Fortunately, they're usually as quick to forget what got them angry in the first place. The need to escape is typically strong, and some solar Sagittarians, I don't know what that means, come across (laughs) as a little irresponsible, so I guess a little flighty. They're generally easy to forgive. However, after all, their direct, honest approach to life is admirable. So out of that, I would say I am enthusiastic, independent, and have desire for freedom and very curious and try to be fair-minded. But I will say that I am not idealistic. I'm more realistic and at times pessimistic. (laughs) Um, Because I, maybe this is like such a downer, but I generally don't have a good opinion of like humanity, period. Mm. because I believe that many people lack moral integrity and a moral backbone if the fear of punishment, either in a spiritual, religious sense, or, you know, generally you're going to prison or jail, is the one factor keeping their behavior in check, then that's very problematic. And if people can get away with certain things, I tend to lean toward that, that they will do it if they know they can get away with it. Because I've oh, okay. seen people, like, run over animals on purpose and this and that just because they can. Yeah. You know, so if you're cruel to animals, you're also cruel to people. You're just a cruel person, period. So, as you can see, I'm not idealistic or optimistic. <laughs> um, until people prove me wrong, then I'm just like, you don't impress me much. <laughs> I, see, I... And this is with your sun or with your moon? I'm sorry. With the sun. With the sun. Okay. Yeah, my my Virgo-ness can be, like, it's very, so it says there's an odd combination of the intellectual and the practical in Virgo that is sometimes mistaken for coolness. Virgos are often self-efficacy or efficacy? It's E-F-F-A-S-I-N-G. Or not A-S, sorry. A-C-I-N-G. Self-effacing. Yeah. Okay. And shy. They'll brush off your compliments quickly and sometimes critically, but don't let that fool you. They need your respect and appreciation. In fact, the happiest Virgos are the ones who feel appreciated and valued. Add plenty of worthwhile projects to keep them busy, and Virgos can be some of the sweetest, kindest people around. Do you have to carry, like, a craft kit around a Virgo and surprise them with it every (laughs) so often? (laughs) I just want to be appreciated. (laughs) The the keywords with Virgo were analytical, intelligent, reserved, critical, helpful, and conscientious. Okay. And I feel like I resonate with all of them. All right. Pop off. 
And, you know, it could just be because as a kid, I was really into astrology, like, deeply into astrology. Mm -hmm. And, you know, kind of tried to base my life around how much I was up ergo, because I was also just a little shithead. No, Uh, I mean, but that's like a certain period of growth and self-exploration and trying to understand yourself, perhaps not only in, like, your own kind of little microcosm, but in the grand cosmic scheme of things. I could be totally talking out my ass or hitting the mark. (laughs) I don't know. You tell me. Well, I just... Yeah, probably. (laughs) But I know, like, the further down I go, some of these with, like... Because it's not just what sun sign you are, it's where it was located. Yeah. In the sky compared to all the other planets that have to deal with who you are as a Mm -hmm. person. And apparently, my son is in the 10th house. I don't understand what that means. But, so it's, she always seems to attract attention or get noticed. She likes to be seen in winning situations, a competitive spirit, and a leader. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's me. (laughs) I am super competitive, but I also, like, again, I I'm not super comfortable with being noticed. I'm not super comfortable with people, like, wanting to see me wanting and a talk piece of with this. me. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's not it's not something that I'm used to. You just want to do your thing, do it well, and then leave. Literally, and what's really funny though is you know if we move forward to the moon, my moon is in fucking Leo. And Leo is known as attention that whores. bitch sign. Yes. Attention whores. <laughs> and sometimes hoes. And it's like, I I don't <laughs> understand it. Are so you like mad? The short, I'm, I'm not <laughs> mad. I'm just confused. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> but the, the short description of a moon in Leo, it says she is brave, knowing how to take risks and possessing the courage of her convictions. Okay. Honest, imposing, and sharp. She has a great sense of and respect for justice, which I do. Mm-hmm. Expressive. Here's the part where I'm not 100% on. Seeking adoration. That, that kind of counters the previous point. But again, I think that's like a general Leo quality where they maybe thrive more on that attention piece and being noticed. Right, and I wonder if it's because of the moon piece. Like, if it continues saying, like, selectivity with friends, but is not overly influenced by them. Taste for splendor and a social leader. So, like, with your moon being your emotions, it's it represents, like, how you are when you're at home at ease and comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I do want those that I spend, like close time with to care about me and like me so maybe i can see that adoration piece well yeah if you're gonna be selective about your close-knit group you want to make sure that there's quality people in that group and just yeah. like you care for them they care for you they reciprocate that which makes sense yeah especially in so your like, home which is right your safe haven right and so this piece that says they enjoy being in the spotlight in the comfort of their own homes and with family and friends. Yeah. They love entertaining others and often take on the role of comic or storyteller. Yeah, everybody watch me do crunches and jumping jacks. Well, no, I was just thinking not us doing a goddamn podcast in my house. Like, 
Oh, I mean, you know. <laughs> Maybe this makes sense. Yeah. Who's to say that out of, in the future we can't do a live episode? <laughs> That's true. Maybe maybe one day. One day. What about you? What's your moon? What's my moon? So, moon is in Aries. Um, oh, and just, I missed this part. Possible issues for my son in Sagittarius. She is too adventurous, may leave things to chance, may take risks which cause problems. She is rebellious and sometimes tactless when offering opinions. All lies. I have anxiety, so I think about every possible outcome. Um, I am very curious and adventurous, but I know there's things that are outside of my control, so I'm okay with that, because I just understand that's how the world runs, and not always tactless. I'm only rude to people who deserve it, who I perceive (laughs) to, you know, deserve it, based on their actions and behaviors and words. Yes, so like you were saying, D, the moon represents the emotional responses, unconscious predestination, and the self-image. The moon sign shows how a person expresses themselves when at home is it comfortable. All right. Life is a series of emergencies for lunar Arians. They live in the moment and have a hard time waiting for things to happen. Whims of the moment take absolute precedence in their lives. And see, that's what's like totally counter to the previous one, just like yours. <laughs> this is a fiery position of the moon. Even if the sun or rising sign is more low key, moon and Aries people possess inner passion and fire. Emotional issues take precedence. There is simply no pussyfooting around when dealing with the feelings. And dealing with the new sentiments and needs stirs up a huge desire for activity. Moon and Aries has a need for acting out their needs with no time to waste. It is hard for them to see the long term or to wait for things to happen. Instant gratification rules. Oddly enough, this is a very defensive position of the moon. These natives take things very personally, and they deal with problems by facing them immediately so they can get on with other things. Their flare-ups generally end almost as quickly as they started. The only thing that resonates here is I will say I like to deal with things head-on and not, like, let them linger. Yeah. Because I just believe that festers and leads to many worse problems. But when I was younger, I would say I had more of a temper... But even as a child, I was very conscientious of uh, the consequences of actions. Mm -hmm. So I really tried to be very intentional with the things I said, with what I did. Not always successfully, but I think (laughs) for the most part, and especially as I got older and that tempered, temper mellowed out a little bit. Yeah. That certainly helped address the reactivity piece. So now I... To, not to sound corny and like therapeutic, but I'm more reflective than I am reactive. And I can yeah. step away from a situation and be like, I need a moment before I punch you in the throat. <laughs> you know, I think listening to your moon being an Aries, it, I have a little fun tidbit for you. Sure. So one of my other really good friends who listens to all of our episodes, I love her to pieces. Love you. Um, thank you. I don't know you, yeah, but you. I love you. Uh, she... <laughs> She is an Aries son, uh-huh. and she just listened to our DILF episode uh-huh. and texted me saying, your co-host is my spirit animal. The way she talks <laughs> so is flattered. exactly how I talk when I'm, like, comfortable with people. And so, like, having your emotions and, you know, with Aries being your sign of how you are when you're comfortable in uh-huh. that zone 
And then having someone who's an Aries son be like, that's my girl. It's just amazing. That's my boo. <laughs> Friend of D, I love you. <laughs> I will gladly be your spirit animal. <laughs> um, <laughs> going on with this moon stuff. Um, lunar Aryans have an unmistakable independent streak. They put themselves right out there in the world and make an impression in whatever do- they do. Their self-confidence, though, is variable. Although a strong personality is projected, Moon and Aries people go through plenty of ups and downs. Their moodiness is not like Cancer or Pisces moodiness. They don't withdraw <laughs> into themselves or escape the world when they're down. Instead, they are temperamental. Some people might say that people with Moon and Aries enjoy trouble and confrontations. No, that's gross. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I really try to stay in my lane as much as possible. I... I yeah I don't like the manipulation or anything like that ew yeah um, I get that so in conclusion she's very emotional can be driven to do things by her emotions she may not think things through over or through in a given situation she can be irascible and easily angered or fired up marital or domestic strife or a heated atmosphere at home is possible that is not me <laughs> I'm just gonna put a big X on that say that's a no from me dog um certainly when i was younger more moody more temperamental but i think nowadays i know enough about myself and what things make me can make me more reactive potentially to prepare myself or just be like i'm gonna process this later see i feel like this is moon science without therapy (laughs) totally i love episode title (laughs) see my my moon sign like it breaks it down in you know moon and mars moon and whatever yeah yeah. uh moon and jupiter both my moon and mars and moon and jupiter are like the short descriptions she's frank honest full of vigor and ambition and then like frank honest optimistic and generous i would say you're very generous you're a very generous person you give great gifts thank you um very good gift giver i think you are optimistic when appropriate but you can also be honest with yourself about how you are feeling yeah so i would agree with a a handful of that yeah it's like this one it goes she's a little hard on herself (laughs) no shit But perhaps more on others whose capacity for action is not as great or inherent. So a a greater sense of compassion for those individuals, like realizing their shortcomings? I don't know. I think it's saying she's harder. Like it's, you would be harder on someone whose capacity for action is like, it's, it's almost like. Oh, their potential. You see their potential and you want them to reach that. Yeah. And if you're not willing to do that or willing to put in that work, then. I, I just don't have enough time for you, I guess. Yeah, which is In a loving way. Oh, I would be so hard on them. I'd be like... <laughs> You're like, no, fuck these bitches. <laughs> yeah, gooning. Stop gooning and do stuff. <laughs> you jabroni. <laughs> I, I think, in general, that's such a thing nowadays, right? You have so many people who are just squanderers. They squander their potential, their talents... Or mm-hmm. even with their self-awareness of their shortcomings, do nothing to correct them. Yeah. Ugh. I just, I could also be, 
you know, someone who has put in the work, who has been going to therapy, who has been making these strides to be a better person Mm -hmm. and knowing how difficult it was in some days and instances for me to do that. Sure. And it's like, you can do it too. (laughs) Yeah, you can do it too, bitch. Like, and I think a lot of, like, what really flipped my script in being able to do it was saying I deserved to be the better person. I deserve to be who I think I can be. For you. Like, right. The only limiter here is myself. Yeah, we're we're great self-sabotagers, people as a whole. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> but I, so then, you know, when I see other people that just refuse to put in that work for mm. themselves and and just are willing to be miserable like they're happy being miserable i can't i'm not i can't do that yeah yeah i similarly i think the turning point for me was don't be self-pitying anymore yeah you're fully in control even with situations that are totally out of your control but you can still control how you respond to them yeah. And having that understanding of letting go, because I was holding on to certain things for dear life, whether they were yeah. good things or bad things. You know, you get comfortable with discomfort. So yeah. I could see why it's very easy to just get attached to that and say, well, this is how it's always going to be anyway, so why try? Yeah. But I guarantee once you let go and stop feeling sorry for yourself, it's like this whole new world of possibilities is available to you. And it's so freeing yeah it's like some individuals just stay in this self-victimization yes and you can do like i love the saying of you can do hard things you can do tough things mm-hmm. and it's like it when terrible things happen it it happens and you have to accept it and again believe that you deserve to not linger in it yeah, yeah, you can feel how you feel, certainly, in the moment, mm-hmm. but that's just the grace period. After a time, when is enough enough, and you just yeah. have to move on, because let's face it, the greatest growth happens in those areas of uncertainty, discomfort, bad things, and we yeah. only learn lessons after the fact, but mm-hmm. this is also a life that's meant to be lived moving forward. Right. So if you're still stuck in that and ruminating and perseverating, you're not actually going anywhere at all. Right. And it's okay to need help to get out of that. Yes, yes, definitely. But I think at some point there's also the fine line of I can't always lean on other people. I also have to be uncomfortable enough in order to flex my resources, my toolkit. Right. And again, it's like, it's it's getting into you know yes you can rely on people in those times of need but then having that moment of i need to now put in the work of seeing a professional or getting like professional help in in different ways you know whether it's therapy whether it's medication whether it's just being honest with oneself yeah being honest and learning the tools to be honest and accepting who you are and then moving forward. But yeah, no, it's, it's on you at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately this is your life. So 
Exactly. Mom and dad, girlfriend, boyfriend, friends, they're not going to be the ones doing the work for you. You have to do your shit and get it together. Yes. Because, <laughs> again, you can't be blaming everyone. Like, are you trying to live this life or not? Because then it's not really your life at all. Yeah. I no. love how we're getting into this emotion. We're just two moon signs having a goddamn heart-to-heart <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yes, yes. Swimming in a sea of uh, moonlit fields. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, though. I love this. Do you... Is there more moon stuff you want to talk about? Or do you want to move on to our Mercury? Yeah, let's move on to Mercury. Okay, so for those who don't know, Mercury... Like I said, it's kind of like how you portray yourself. Reading up now, it's reminding me. It's about communication. Mm-hmm. And like, it's your thinking sign. It's yes. how you are portraying not just yourself through communication, but it's how you are rationalizing things. Mm-hmm. So I'm in Libra. <laughs> balance. <laughs> Which is all about the balance and all about the fair judgment. Mm-hmm. Um Usually quite diplomatic and tactful, she evaluates and weighs things up endlessly, often to the point of indecisiveness. Ow. (laughs) You didn't have to come for me like that. (laughs) (laughs) Of good judgment, she expresses herself clearly. No. Before coming to an opinion. (laughs) Before coming to an opinion on a subject, she listens to the opinions offered by various people and can compare them before making up her own mind. Mental affinity in her relationships is paramount. I do agree with that. Mm -hmm. She is good at compromising and always tries to put herself in others' shoes. (laughs) And then some mental laziness. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) But also, is it true, though? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think... You know, sometimes the first steps are always the, always the first steps are always the hardest. Yeah. And I, it's, it's it's like that decision making process, right? Where we're in the consideration stage versus like the action stage. Yes. And I, I have been known to take my sweet fucking time making decisions (laughs) and wondering if it's going to be a good decision and then ruminating on it for years. (laughs) I mean, the honest answer is you never know. Right. And whether the per- the outcome you perceive to be good or bad, that's all subjective anyway. Nothing is inherently yeah. good or bad. That is true. No, I do I do agree with like I am someone who is so for again, how we just talked about ethics and equality and justice. Mm-hmm. Like that is something that I'm very passionate about and will talk until I'm blue in the face about and so is it because I'm a Libra or is it because I have morals who knows but (laughs) but I do I vibe with this yeah you're definitely not the queen of hearts and off with everyone's head no I really do think that some people just get a really shoddy start at life or like bad things happen to good people and you know, who are you to judge someone when they're going through something that's super traumatic or super difficult, but at the same time, I am weighing, is their reaction to this a justified reaction? Yeah, commensurate with the situation, because I will fully judge people. I get, you know, 
life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. But again, it's what you do with it. Do you sit in pity and blame everyone else in society? Or do you actually do something about it? Because you are not, you know, a victim of circumstance. You don't have to be. Yeah. I, I also really hate, like, individuals where when something bad happens to them, they lash out. Yes, especially at people that want to help. Right. And it's it's one of those where, yeah, when like when an animal is injured, they'll lash out to protect themselves. Yes. But when your goal is to be like, I'm miserable, so everyone's going to be miserable. Gross. Go fuck yourself. Seriously. With something hard and sandpapery. <laughs> no, I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan. I won't support that. I won't support someone sitting there and just being miserable and choosing to be miserable. Yeah, that's not the move, sis. It's not. Not the move, boys. (laughs) Uh, So I'm a Mercury in Scorpio. So she is extremely observant and astute, always reading between the lines and looking for the real meaning behind things. Yes. Passionate in speech, excellent at strategy, natural psychologist. Hey. Hey. It was written in the stars. <laughs> and then it gives, like, with a bunch of planets, Venus, Mars, and Pluto. Mars, she likes discussions, debates, polemic, good judgment, and can be very determined, Has is a worker, and has lots of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I like, I think that this is part of how we are so close and can get along so well. Because, mm-hmm. like... My Mercury being in the 11th house, again, whatever, basically says she likes intelligent, cultivated people around her with whom she can enjoy verbal sparring. She likes debates, interminable uh, discussions. You are endlessly curious about people, group interactions, community affairs, trends, and teams. You know what? That's so funny. And I'm so glad you (laughs) mentioned that because I 1000% agree that that is one of many millions of reasons why we just understand each other. Yeah. Um, I saw this comic a while ago, and I don't know why I forgot to send it to you and kept on forgetting since. But um, it had to do with burbs. With what? With burbs, with birds. It was um, two ravens, and one of them said, whoa, check it out. And it was looking at uh, um, leaves, in autumn, and they were the leaves are very red, very beautiful. Okay. One of them says, "What a fiery foliage." The other one, supremely scarlet, and they keep on going back and forth. <laughs> Seducingly sanguine, vividly vermilion, seriously cerise, remarkably rufous, partially um, puce, 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 categorically cochineal. And then there is a silence, and one of them says, "It's really red." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That is so true. So I'm like, very much so. Very true. <laughs> but <laughs> maybe th- maybe that was also in in our natal charts that two forces were destined to meet. <laughs> yes. Oh, Venus. She enjoys speaking, writing, does both with charm and artistry. She is amorous and sensual. Ooh la la. Oh, you've moved, you went to your Venus? Oh no, this is a sextile between Mercury Venus. Oh, okay, gotcha. Beauty, the arts, traveling, frequent changes of scenery, aims always for diplomacy, very charming. 
Wow. 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 I I would agree with most of those things. I, yeah. Yeah. I I think the fine line of diplomacy though is between being honest and then the middle way of what can we do being acknowledging of issues mm-hmm. and with that knowledge armed with that knowledge what do we do moving forward yeah so exactly i i strongly believe just being honest calling things for what they are don't put your head in the sand or up your butt up your booty hole <laughs> you know just being pragmatic but also productive yeah i think it might be easier to understand and like appreciate your mercury or rising because again it's how you are perceiving the world like how you are communicating your thoughts to people Mm -hmm. and that's a lot more concrete than your emotions yes unless you're (laughs) verbalizing those emotions like the moment they hit you which let's be real who the fuck is doing that (laughs) so many people (laughs) oh okay but are they doing it correctly or (laughs) it depends it really depends because again that's where that reactivity comes in right that some people is just no matter what it's everything needs a reaction it's like no allocate your reactions i promise you will be better for it and you won't scare off all the people (laughs) (laughs) that's fair that's fair yeah so i guess very situation dependent i can agree with that yeah Should we go for one more and explore Venus? Yeah. So Venus represents an interest in emotions and values exchange and sharing with others. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's how you create connections with other people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Again, Venus is in Leo. Apparently, my emotional self is just full send Leo and then... My thinking process and communicating is full send Libra. And then Virgo's just chilling in the middle like, what the fuck are we doing? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So when Venus and Leo people are in love, they are proud, even boastful. This position of Venus can turn humble Virgo sons or retiring Cancer sons into somewhat demanding lovers. Yeah. (laughs) Pillow princess. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Venus and Leo loves to court. (laughs) Loves to court and be courted. And they need to feel very special. Again, I, I do see this as when being Virgo and Libra and like being very rational, very down to earth, very pragmatic and analytical... Like, when I feel safe then, and if I feel a connection with you, mm-hmm. I go out of my way to, like, not be the center of attention everywhere else. Mm-hmm. So I want to be the center of your world. Which makes sense. I think it does. <laughs> uh, they're warm, generous, and even grand. Though really quite loyal to their partners, they thrive on attention from lovers or love interests. I don't know. No, because you have so much love for your husband. Yeah, and I don't... Like, if someone starts to flirt or or try and be flirty with me, my initial response is, oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you have always been consistent. With- yeah, 
That has that has never changed. Yeah, yeah, because it's like just because you got attention doesn't mean it's always good attention, and some people don't know that <laughs> or don't right. accept that. Yeah. So this one is. <laughs> It says, Venus and Leo people have high expectations, but once you know that these expectations revolve only around how much attention you're giving them, you'll see that they are really quite big-hearted about most everything else. (laughs) I do do like this next part, though. They are threatened by a relationship that appears to have settled too much or one that's lost its spark. I think you should always have like a little bit of something always feels like it's still kind of your dating whether it's going up to them in the kitchen being like hey come here often right and so it's like they're also threatened by indifferent or impersonal behavior on your part like no i can't be indifferent with you i can't be impersonal with people that i want to have very personal relationships with yeah the emotional connection is paramount right so let's see Pleasing Venus and Leo involves paying loads of attention to them. It's just attention. It's attention, attention, attention from the one person that they want the attention from. Which, again, brings it all together. All makes sense. Right. Uh, Let's see. So let's go down here to short description. (laughs) Again, sincere, frank, and warm affections, full of tenderness, high hopes, and love. I I am a hopeless romantic. I have always been a hopeless romantic. Likes to live and satisfy her passions to the fullest. Can be possessive and might even seduce for the sake of seducing to prove herself. Uh, no. No. <laughs> uh, but it says very proud in love and warm-hearted and generous with loved ones. But that, that doesn't make sense to me because seducing for the sake of s- seduction is the total opposite of having emotional intimacy and closeness. Yeah. And that, by extension, that physical intimacy. Yeah. So that's... I don't know who wrote that, but that was poorly written, that one part. Yeah, I don't I do not do that one. I don't like Don't vibe that with one. that. I don't vibe with that one. The rest yeah. of it, yeah, no, I totally understand that. Yeah. I, I am spoiled, and I have told my husband on multiple occasions that he has created a monster, and it's of his own doing, and it's fine. So... <laughs> I, I think, though, it's a very good fit when I look at the both of you. You mesh well and balance each other out in the best way possible. Right. For those who are wondering, my husband's a Capricorn, so it's literally two Earth signs. Just, like, Vibing. old people. Yeah, old people trapped in young bodies live in life. It's a really awesome couple, y'all. If you met these two, you'd be like, oh, I want to put them in my pocket and carry them around. Or in my baby <laughs> pack. Teeks. As long as there is a video game system in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what about you? What's your Venus? Venus in Capricorn. Hey! Cap energy. Hell yeah. So Venus and Capricorn people will try to win your heart by displaying self-control, presence of mind, and responsible behavior. These lovers want you to know they are goal-oriented, witty, savvy, and controlled. Nobody can get the best of them. They want mm. you to see just how competent they are. They like some measure of predictability in their relationships as they are cautious in love. Yeah, heavily vibe with that. <laughs> I will just read the short description. While she's okay. passionate, she likes carnal desires and voluptuousness above all. Ooh. <laughs> oh, 
She may go to excess and can often be unsatisfied. Should probably learn moderation. Now, that is a full-ass lie, because you know I am not a hoe for show. <laughs> and I have a lot of discipline. Especially in those matters of the heart. Um, <laughs> do we like voluptuousness? Yeah, if you've listened to any episode that I've mentioned in Deverin, heck yeah. <laughs> My sibling and I talked about this ad nauseum uh, many years ago, where we're just like, one of our personality traits we want in someone is an is a voluptuous ass. It's a cake, bitch. It's a cake. Yep, a whole ass wedding cake. <laughs> Multi-tiered. So, you know, that hasn't changed much. <laughs> I think, like, yes, I can be a passionate individual, but again, it's, like, with select people that I feel comfortable with. So whether it's very being in, in passion in the sense of just being open and honest and being myself. Mm. Not, like... I need to have sex with everybody because that's just <laughs> not the game. That's not the move. <laughs> yeah, I feel like sometimes when these when these charts and like astrology gets into the sensual, sexual, whatever. Yes, yeah. I'm like, but there are some of us that just like, yeah, that's a part of life, and that that can be important. Sure. But it doesn't make or break my world, you know. Yeah, and if if that is absolutely your whole world, then that's an issue. <laughs> Yeah. No. <laughs> if it's... everything in your house is hard and crunchy, you should probably like work on that. <laughs> oh god. Oh oh god. That was that was just like a visual image I didn't need. Well, yeah, cuz you know those people, it's like constantly it's like I need a warm body. It's like no, you got to sort that stuff that stuff out with yourself first. You need a warm blankie. That's what you need. You need a yeah. hug and a blankie. Seriously, you just need a hug. <laughs> you do. A lot of us just need hugs, okay? Seriously, seriously. Like, I guarantee after said encounter, you will be feeling as hollow as you went in. Oh. You're just going to have post-nut clarity and you're going to feel worse about yourself. Oh, no. Which is even more sad. <laughs> oh, God. You know, <laughs> they are out there. What what else about your Venus? I think just that they got a bunch of that wrong. Because, um, again, I'm big on consequences. Yeah. And very, very selectively permeable about the type of people I let into my life. And certainly, at the outset, they can appear totally normal. And then later on, you're like, oh, I've made a big mistake. But, yeah. you know, c'est la vie. Such is life. <laughs> it's kind of odd, like, all of that going with an Earth sign. Because Earth signs are not normally known to be super Flighty. crazy or, or out there or... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Again, it's, like, very curious. And I think how things interact, just like, let's say, yeah. if we look at a Myers-Briggs test, some of the things, it all depends on the degree of something, right? Yes. So you can be a total introvert and yet get an extrovert. Yeah. So, um, maybe it's something like that. I have no idea. I'm just theorizing, seeing what sticks. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know enough to really go into, like, this is all that it means kind of information. Yeah, yeah. I know. I don't know what Uranus and Neptune are, but they're both in Capricorn for me. Mm -hmm. I Out of all of these, I'm also just looking in general. I only have Leo. No, not Leo. Libra and Aquarius are my water signs. 
but I have I have three Libras. I have or, or, yeah, I have three Libras. I have two Leos, and I have two Capricorns within my planets. I have a little mix of water, primarily water and earth signs. No, I'm sorry, water and fire. Because gotcha. there is Scorpio, Cancer, Aquarius, Scorpio, Pisces, then obviously the Sagittarius and Aries. But interestingly enough, I also have Libra and Jupiter, um, Uranus and Neptune, Capricorn, Venus and Capricorn, and then... Oh! Yeah, so I don't know. For those who are interested in astrology and understand what that means, let us know. <laughs> Okay, well, I wanted. So you said your Uranus and Neptune are both in Capricorn, and so are mine. Oh, and cool. so I was just scrolling down here. So apparently, Uranus represents individual liberty and egoistic liberty. Hmm. And then Neptune represents transcendental, transcendental liberty and non-egoistic liberty. Hmm. So, like with Uranus in Capricorn can have problems accessing her intuition since common sense often dominates. Mm-hmm. Okay. A great okay. battler. She has so much power that one thinks nothing can defeat her. Mission in society and the world can mean everything to her. Um, may question traditions and can be very open to redefining the me- meaning of success and to changing up traditional approaches to career and status. Sure can. Fuck yeah. And then Neptune is... Says she prefers not to attach too much value to money, but if this is overdone, there can be quite a few problems in life concerning money and ownership. Mm-hmm. Um, might make money through artistic pursuits, but must avoid the potential pitfalls of putting too much faith in ideas that don't have enough grounding in reality. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah. no creative pursuits? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's... I don't know. That's a That's a fun one. But yeah, I... There's just, there's so many, I mean, it's, there's a sign for every planet and there's a sign, like every planet is in a specific part of the fucking sky and like it can go so deep, right? We don't have time to go through all that. (laughs) And just a disclaimer, we also don't remember our birth time, so that may potentially affect the order of things. Right. But as of now, this is the interpretation without time. Right. So, so overall... Final thoughts here. What do you think about astrology and how it relates, like how related bull you find it? I think it's interesting. It, you know, I, I kind of look at it from the, it's just fun lens yeah. rather than this is gospel truth. Oh, um, yeah. Cause again, we, we can find meaning in everything, but I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not going to be fully mm-hmm. like astrology is the bed, uh, be all end all, but I'm not going to also entertain that because it's my Zodiac, this means you can excuse me being a turd. Yeah, I... To reiterate. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with all that. I do think, you know, there's quite a bit of relatability with my signs and, like, with my descriptions. Like, I do feel pretty connected with all that. Mm -hmm. But I also know that with any kind of personality trait or or strength it can change Absolutely. shit changes all the time sure does as as you go through different phases of life as you become who you are who you're meant to be what have you like stuff just changes and that's okay yeah the only constant is change it's just do you go with the flow of things or do you not yes exactly <laughs> 
to, to end on a therapeutic <laughs> philosophizing note. Love it. Well, with that being said, and with the brilliant S having her wonderful thoughts, uh, thank you. You too. Oh, thank you. You too. My brilliant D. My sweet D. <laughs> I need that affection and, and adoration from you, S. I adore you in all the ways. Oh. Love you. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening. If you have enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, shout us out into the universe, and send us to your friends. Tell them that we are awesome and worth listening to. We greatly appreciate all that you do for us. And until next week, stay alive, friends. Take care, everyone. From the heathens, got will, got fight, got pride, got reason. If they want to go eat, then you know I'm going to feed them.